Today on the podcast known as Locked on Anaheim Ducks, we've got some high drama in the NHL at the Valley of the Sun, and hey, good news, no players tested positive for COVID-19. All of this on today's Locked on Anaheim Ducks, part of the Locked on Podcast Network, or as DC Lumberg would say, Tloppin! How's it going everyone? I'm Jason J.D. Hernandez here at Southern California, nice and sunny over here kind of social doesn't see myself but welcome everyone don't forget to rate comment subscribe to this podcast and also make sure to follow us on twitter at lo underscore ducks or follow me personally at stimpy jd yeah we've got some changes coming to this podcast for the foreseeable future look the ducks are not in the playoffs there's really no news coming out of anaheim they're all pretty much staying away from everyone else they're staying with their families, and that's what they should be doing. They should be staying with their families right now. So not much news from the Ducks camp as of right now, which I guess is fine news. They're vacationing. They should be. But the rest of the NHL has had a lot of news over the past maybe 48 hours, and we're going to start the podcast with some positive news, and then I will address some of the changes coming up to this program for the foreseeable future. But first, I want to read this statement as it is from the National Hockey League on the latest testing results from COVID-19. And here's what the NHL statement says. Quote, the NHL concluded phase three slash formal training camp of its return to play on Saturday with no positive test results for COVID-19 among the 4,256 tests administered to more than 800 players during the period from July 18th to 25th, which was Saturday. During the two-week period of Phase 3, there were a total of two positive tests. Both occurred during the period from July 13th to 17th, among the 6,874 total tests. All 24 teams entered the secure zone in Edmonton and Toronto yesterday for the beginning of Phase 4, and each of the 52 members of the 24 teams, players and club staff, will be tested on a daily basis. The NHL will continue to provide regular updates on the number of tests administered to players and the results of those tests. The league will not be providing information on the identity of the players or clubs, end quote. Some very encouraging news, and this comes on the same day that the MLB has some horrible news on their front as far as COVID-19. Just to go back to baseball, the Miami Marlins, pretty much half their team has tested positive for coronavirus, which means that the Marlins are going to be postponing some games. Gee, it figures that a team from Florida would have half their players test positive. Gee, I wonder how that went around. The only positive with Major Major League Baseball is that they have 60-man rosters, so they can always have replacement teams. But in the National Hockey League, back to hockey, zero tests. This is nothing but an encouraging sign for the NHL and goes to show the rest of the world that the NHL is kind of doing things right. Are, Are we for real saying this? Gary Bettman is looking the most competent and the NHL is doing it right by having teams in not only two hub cities, but two Canadian hub cities. Not just any two Canadian hub cities. Toronto is, for better or worse, the epicenter of hockey. And Edmonton has one of the best structured bubbles in the entire National Hockey League. They have plenty of practice rinks. 
And I saw a video of this. I saw a video of the Coyotes entering the zone. And they are doing a pretty good job with social distancing. How Edmonton works is they have their main arena. They have three practice rinks that are adjacent to the arena. One of them is a community rink. So with that, they have four rinks to play on. One for the games and three for practice. That's plenty of rinks. I know it's not, it's going to be hard to have some ice time with 12 teams in each bubble. But in, a, in two weeks, four of those teams are going to be gone from each hub city. So by the time we get to August 10th and 11th, we're going to have eight teams in each bubble. And it'll be a lot easier to allocate ice time for those eight teams as opposed to 12. So already some very encouraging signs that the NHL has zero, repeat, zero positive test results for COVID-19. And let's hope that number stays at zero for the continuity of the NHL Stanley Cup qualifier for not having any games postponed, which is what is happening right now in Major League Baseball. Let's hope there are zero tests Even one positive test is one too many. But if it's only one throughout the course of this Stanley Cup qualifier, would that be considered a success? I would personally say yes. If we end up with less... I'll give a number. If we end up with less than three positive tests from players throughout the entire Stanley Cup qualifier and the playoffs, I would call it a success. If it is 2, 1, or 0. Because comparing to other leagues where we have multiple players testing positive for COVID-19. That shows you how well the NHL is doing this. And kudos to the league for not having them placed in Las Vegas. I know for a long time, Las Vegas was the front runner as a hub city. And the NHL was proactive in looking at cases rising in Nevada and saying, whoa, hold on, pump the brakes here. Let's move them. So far, it's turned out pretty good for the league. And that means that we're going to have hockey beginning tomorrow. Tomorrow, hockey starts. And I will talk more about that on tomorrow morning's podcast. Yes, there will be a morning show tomorrow, back to our regular schedule. And I'll talk about our upcoming schedule after the first intermission. But first, let's talk about rockauto.com. They are family-owned and operated for over 20 years. Yes, DC, that's over two decades. (laughs) If you don't know what that means, go back and listen to Thursday's podcast from Locked on Jeopardy. But Locked on is a partner with rockauto.com. Once again, they are family-owned and operated over two decades, and they have all the parts your car will ever need. Rock Auto has plenty of parts, whether you're looking for a radiator, even floor mats, even transmission fluid for even older cars like those old 40s Packards, which I love so much. Hint, maybe I want that for a classic car. They have some Ferrari parts. They have some old Chevrolet Chevette car pieces. Yeah, the old Chevette. They even have pieces for old lemons, believe it or not. But rockauto.com has a very extensive library of car parts that are much cheaper than the competition. So if you want all the great car parts at a terrific price, then go to rockauto.com. And where it says, how did you hear about us? Type in locked on. Yeah, tell them locked on sent you. So once again, that is rockauto.com. All the parts your car will ever need. Coming up after the first intermission, 
we're going to talk about the immediate future of this podcast. And we're going to talk about the drama in the Valley of the Sun. Ooh, drama. Stay locked in. Welcome back to Locked on Anaheim Ducks. Maybe not so much anymore, but welcome back. This is part of the Locked on Podcast Network. And the reason I say that, as I alluded to in the first segment, there's not much news going on with the Anaheim Ducks. And I want to briefly give this explanation. As of right now on the Locked on Podcast Network, there are a few teams that are not represented. And one of those is the Phoenix, or sorry, the Arizona Coyotes. I still call them the Phoenix Coyotes. The Arizona Coyotes are not represented. There is no Locked On Coyotes as of current. And I was kind of asked slash volunteered to kind of talk about them a little bit since no one else is talking about the Coyotes. They're in the playoffs. And I'm surprised that no one else has talked about this news coming out of Arizona today. So I feel that I should at least talk about it because it is pretty important NHL news that took place over the weekend and pretty dramatic news that took place over the weekend. So having read up more on it, I feel like I should talk about just where this program is going first. Over the course of the next week, I will be talking pretty exclusively about the Coyotes for the most part. That'll be that'll take up at least two thirds of the program. So I guess I should be able to call this locked on ducks slash yotes for the foreseeable future, at least while they're still in the playoffs. I mean, they are a nearby team. And as you may have heard from previous podcasts that I've done, they're a team that I like a lot for a plethora of reasons. Um, I had them ranked number one as a team I would like to see get the number one draft pick. They have a new ownership. And speaking on my personal behalf as a Latino, it is fantastic to see a Latino owner For the National Hockey League, I personally think it is awesome. And they are starting to win me over little by little, despite the fact that I still live here in Southern California. But just the actions that they've done have been pretty good the last few months. Some of that has changed the last 48 hours. Now, there are a lot of layers to this story. And I'm just going to come out with this story. Yeah, John Shaika, he is no longer the general manager of the... Arizona Coyotes. This has been a pretty dramatic story in Arizona for the last 48 hours. So first, I'm going to say that there are so many layers to this story. We still don't know exactly what happened. I don't know if this is entirely a hockey move or not, but there's a lot said here. So I'm going to start with the Coyotes official statement. And this is from Glendale, Arizona. Quote, the Arizona Coyotes issued the following statement today regarding John Chaika. John Chaika has quit as the general manager and president of hockey operations of the Arizona Coyotes. The club is disappointed in his actions and his timing as the Coyotes prepare to enter the NHL's hub city of Edmonton, where the team will begin postseason play for the first time since 2012. Chaika has chosen to quit on a strong and competitive team, a dedicated staff, and the Arizona Coyotes fans, the greatest fans in the NHL. The club is moving forward and has named Steve Sullivan as interim GM. 
He has the full support of the entire organization, including team ownership, executive leadership, players, and coaches. The club will have no further comment on the matter, as the club remains focused on the opportunity to pursue a Stanley Cup. End quote. Wow. Okay. He quit. That's according to the statement. He quit. He flat out quit. Like I said, there is more layers to the story. Arizona would not, the Cowdies wouldn't be this, I guess, salty if there was a mutual, I guess, leaving. The timing of it is so suspect that John Shika left the team. I mean, he resigned, but they are using the words quit on the team. He quit on the team. He quit on the fans. He quit on the staff. Arizona choosing those words is very biting. There is something else further going on, and we don't know the whole story to that. We probably won't know the whole story until much later. But John Chaika also issued a statement, and he issued this statement last night. Quote, The past four years have been the most enjoyable of my life. In Arizona, I became a husband and a father, while working as hard as possible to make the Coyotes a Stanley Cup contender. I love our players, coaches, staff, and fans, and I very much wish I could be with the team in Edmonton. Sadly, the situation created by ownership made that an impossibility. That's all I intend to say on this matter for now. A fuller, more detailed explanation may be necessary in the near future. Until then, I wish the Coyotes good luck in Edmonton and thank every member of our pack for the support shown to Catherine our daughter, and myself over the years. Also, I want to congratulate Steve Sullivan as he steps into a new role. We've worked side by side for years. He is a great person and a terrific hockey mind. End quote. Reading that statement from John Chaika, yeah, you're damn right that we're going to have to have a better explanation, a more detailed explanation. It is absolutely going to be necessary in the near future because there is so much that is read between the lines, but so much that has not been said. There is something else going on here. And this was alluded to from Sportsnet's Elliot Friedman. And this is what Friedman had to say over the weekend. Quote, The timing is awful, completely foreign to what sports are and should be about. The only logical explanation I've been given is that Chaika was given legal advice to do it this way. Wow. I assume we'll find out in the future. When the Coyotes were approached for permission, no one knew if we'd even be playing. There was an extremely awkward phone slash Zoom hockey staff meeting last week where President and and CEO Javier Gutierrez got on the line and asked Chaika to declare his long-term commitment to the franchise. Chaika was so uncomfortable being put on the spot that he gave a half-hearted response. That's when everyone realized how bad it was, end quote. And once again, that's from Elliot Friedman from Sportsnet. Look, this is a bad look for the Arizona Coyotes. They're not handling this the best way, but John Chaika may not have been handling this the best way by quitting at this time. At the very least, go to the city, go to Edmonton, support the Coyotes. He could still be there for the team. The fact that he did not get on that plane to Edmonton right before they went to the hub cities, that's not a good look. 
Now, John Chica, in some circles, he was seen as a quality analytics guy. Some people said he was an okay GM. I say, okay, he had some decent moves, but there were some other questionable moves as far as I'm concerned. Arizona was looking good at the start of this 2019-2020 season. The trade for Taylor Hall, is that going to work out? That remains to be seen. We'll see how it plays out in the playoffs. But as of right now, that's not looking like the best trade, but it's not looking like the worst trade either for the Coyotes. One big thing that I will criticize him about, and this is a very obvious one, the 2018 NHL entry draft. At the time, I said, Chica, what are you doing? What are you thinking? This will forever be a bad move for the Arizona Coyotes. They drafted, okay, so that draft, it was not a super deep draft. Rasmus Dolan went first, then Schmitnikov, then Kodinkemi went third. Brady Kachuk had the fourth selection with the Ottawa Senators. So Brady Kachuk went to Ottawa. Arizona really, really wanted Kachuk, but they just missed by one pick. So they kind of went they went off the board. Barrett Hayton was not even a top 10 on the board at the time. And yet the Arizona Coyotes drafted Barrett Hayton from Sault Ste. Marie with the fifth pick of the NHL draft. Barrett Hayton in center. Look, I like Hayton in Tucson. He he was decent with the Roadrunners. But with Arizona, in 20 games, he only had one goal. One goal as your center for the Arizona Coyotes. That is simply not going to cut it. One goal, three assists, four points. And Arizona is trying to use him as a center. And I got to be honest, I don't think he's that good of a center. He doesn't lead breaks all that well on the open ice. He's not that great in the faceoff dot. He only has a 38% faceoff percentage, which is among the worst in the entire league. To be 37.7% on faceoffs is well below normal in the NHL, something that Arizona should have looked at. Then you look at his overall playing style. It doesn't fit with Arizona. Guess who else was on the board at the time? They could have taken Philip Zadina. He went sixth with Detroit. Zadina's looking pretty decent with Detroit. But the big one, the big one that was passed up. Arizona could have drafted Quinn Hughes. You heard that right. Quinn Hughes went seventh to the Vancouver Canucks. And Vancouver got lucky, lucky that he fell in their laps. And look at Quinn Hughes. He is now an all-star in the NHL. Great, great start to his career so far with the Vancouver Canucks. And Arizona passed him up. Yeah, don't like that at all if you're the Arizona Coyotes. So that is the drama that has taken place with the Coyotes. And that is all we have for now on John Chica. And repeating once again, in case you didn't hear it a few minutes ago, Locked on Ducks will temporarily also be locked on Yotes for the foreseeable future. Once again, no Locked on Coyotes official podcast is out there. Uh, There was a host a while ago, but there is currently no host for Locked on Coyotes. So for the time being, I will be providing some coverage of the Coyotes 
And there will be a very organized next couple of episodes taking place Tuesday and Wednesday as far as this podcast is concerned. We'll have a show on Tuesday. We'll have a show on Wednesday. And we'll have a show on Friday of this week. And that's all I'm going to say for now on that. Uh, Thank you all so much for listening. Don't forget to rate, comment, subscribe if you have not already. And if you want to talk hockey, email me at LockedOnAnaheimDucks at gmail.com. And you can follow us on Twitter at LO underscore Ducks or follow me personally at StimpyJD. So thank you all once again for listening to Locked On Anaheim Ducks presented by RockAuto.com. For Locked On Anaheim Ducks, I'm Jason J.D. Hernandez saying have a great rest of the day. Keep practicing social distancing and stay safe, Anaheim.